1: Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. We're actually plugging you also in to the scientific study of vaccines. This is part two. Those of you who are on with us right now, this is a very important episode. We are going to be uh, showing graphs and proof that the vaccine was not only ineffective, but it was very dangerous. This study, we had part one. Nathaniel Mead, the author of this very conclusive study, along with Peter Makoa, very wide-known name in uh, vaccine community circles. Uh, Nathaniel is an epidemiologist whose background has led him to authoring this paper, his interactions with people uh, uh, recently, have pushed this to the forefront because we are, we are at a, a crossroads. Um, one of the publishers of this this article is now trying to censor it. And usually once you get on target, as far as truth is concerned, the powers that be do everything they can to suppress it. So with that, I want to rehab on uh, and welcome. We're very, very, very thankful to have on Nathaniel Mead. You're back. <laughs> hey, and I actually want to say... Um, thank you. I I said in in the last episode, Jesus was very, very confident in saying that if you cause a little one to be hurt, stumble to, to be injured, it would be better for you to to cast a millstone around your neck and be thrown into the sea. And I've actually used that scripture many times regarding Dr. Anthony Fauci, what he did to the American people, the deception campaign, you know, inadvertently, Dr. Uh, you know, I, I, think even Donald Trump, was responsible for hurting a lot of people. and you know, he, he has yet to really apologize about that. but but the thing is, we, we now know epidemiology is this study of incidents, and then possible control of the disease in the future. We know through epidemiology, something wasn't right to begin with, and something clearly is not right. We, we left off talking about this Cleveland study that had 50,000, I believe, roughly around 50,000 individuals who had taken the vaccine and had been boosted, and then those who had not, my, yours, truly, I have never received a vaccine. I have never, ever uh, needed it. And I've seen my immune system outlast and in fact do way better than those who had been boosted. And that very study proved it. Uh, I want to show that graph one more time just so we can get back on trail. The very bottom line in this this Cleveland study is yours truly, those who have not been vaccinated. Explain to our listeners what those top successive lines are and what that represents in this study.
2: Yeah, so for... What, what we now know is that with each successive dose of the vaccine, which is what each of those lines show, one dose, two doses, three doses, four doses, and the angle of the line goes up, indicating an increasing rate of COVID-19 cases, this is exactly the opposite of what we were promised. People were thinking, well, I'm taking this. Uh, it's going to help me prevent COVID. Actually, the truth is, which is <laughs> kind of hard for those who have been injected, is that it's the opposite. It actually causes more COVID nineteen, and I have seen this in my own uh, extended family and friends who have been vaccinated. They're the ones who are all getting COVID, and the people who are unvaccinated have not. So when we heard early on that there was this was the pandemic of the unvaccinated, it was the ultimate propaganda tool but it was a complete distortion of what was happening. It was the exact opposite of what happened. And I'll tell you that it's very easy to understand how this happened. Okay. How that perception got created. And I'll, I'll just give you a very quick explanation here, because this is important for people to get why there's such a disconnect between the published research that you just saw with the Cleveland Clinic study, which is one of the best sources of data that we have looking at this issue. Um, And and we'll look at the the second graph in a second. But the way that this happened is that in 2021, when the vaccines were distributed worldwide and they were distributed very aggressively in the United States and European countries uh, in Canada and Australia and elsewhere, um, what was happening was that doctors in clinics and hospitals were thinking, okay, especially the elderly people are going to get protected because those are the ones that are dying mostly from COVID-19 and, and, and suffering the consequences of COVID-19. And they had multiple underlying diseases that were also putting them more at risk. So the doctors in those clinics and hospitals were going, okay, this is a good thing let's vaccinate these people and let's uh, help them with COVID-19. Two things happened, though, in, in 2021. One is, all of those people who are at risk were denied safe and effective treatments, uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, as well as zinc and vitamin D and things like that. The doctors should have been informing their patients, take lots of zinc, take lots of vitamin D, or get out in the sun even better, um, and move around, get out, fresh air, all that th- stuff that supports your immune system. It's very
1: interesting you say that because I remember at the same time, uh, it was winter and yeah. nobody could really get out and get sunshine. And we saw a huge decline in COVID once the weather got warm and everyone was outside. Huh? Yeah. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, and, and where I was, we just kept exercising outside and, and we didn't wear masks and, you know, because you don't wear a mask if you're outside, but right. we saw a lot of people doing it. Um, now, but to get back to what i was saying in the clinics and the hospitals the doctors were they were seeing people coming in old people who were at risk of covid-19 and their perception was that these people had not been vaccinated but that was false because those people had already gotten at least one shot if they had one shot they were not considered vaccinated until they got the second shot so if those people had a an adverse reaction to the vaccine, they were counted as unvaccinated with only one shot. If they then got the second shot, they were not counted as vaccinated until 14 days after that second shot. That's based on the Cdc's criteria for being vaccinated. So many uh, and the third problem was that many of these people who were coming in they, their vaccination status wasn't registered until months later. So there was a a complete distortion of the picture of who was vaccinated, who was unvaccinated. And the story that got out was, oh, the unvaccinated are the ones who are dying in large numbers. But that was a miscategorization of vaccine status. okay, And and that created a complete um, uh, confusion in the public about what was actually going on. And then the media was saying, oh, the unvaccinated are dying in large numbers in hospitals. And it simply was not true. It was a huge lie that got propagated throughout the world. And of course, the vaccine industry loved this lie. Because because the vaccine industry, in order to sell these products, especially these experimental gene-based products, which are not quite vaccines. They're actually something very different. Um, they These products had to be perceived as safe in order for them to get out there and to for the vaccine industry to make billions and billions and probably even trillions of dollars um, from these products. And that's what they've always done. Since the 1970s, the vaccine trials have underreported. They've only reported 5% 5% on average of the risks, the adverse effects of these vaccines. Only is, that, by-
1: is that as far as VARS is concerned or is that no? Okay.
2: No, no, no. VARS is a different situation. We'll get to that in a sec. But, um, but basically from the beginning, we knew that these products were not safe. And the reason we knew that was because the trials were only two to three months long. the The average uh, testing period was 10 to 15 years. Wow. Okay, prior to that, so so you have to do that length of trial in order to monitor for cancer and autoimmune diseases, which are the primary concern with all vaccines, not just with the COVID-19 vaccines. All vaccines. The reason they tend to do 10 to 15 years. That's the average time frame for, for testing safety in these products is for autoimmune disease and cancer. You want to make sure that you pick those up. But with these products, these experimental products, what's happening is, and these are basically gene therapy products, yeah, that were, they were rebranded as vaccines in 2020 and they actually changed the definition of vaccine in Webster's dictionary that's how much power the vaccine Wow the are you kidding me The ph- pharmaceutical industry changed the definition in in Webster's dictionary That's diabolical in order to to get this and they also changed it on the CDC website in t- 2021 and they basically changed it to anything that stimulates the immune system uh so it, was, it became a very um that's a opposed- very
1: broad term now
2: it's very broad. It's very broad. So the the mechanism of action is that you know you're taking a piece of, ge- of a genetic code, which is called the mRNA. It's a synthetic, modified mRNA. It's not a natural piece of mRNA that you would find in a living system, and this is a sequence of of genetic material. Okay, and it's it's encapsulated inside a lipid nanoparticle that delivers it um, into your cells, into all your body cells. Now, a typical vaccine stays in the, in the deltoid muscle when you get the injection. But this one, the, 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 the lipid nanoparticle allows it to get anywhere in the body. And then when it gets into that cell or tissue, uh, a group of cells in your body, it then creates a specific protein that stimulates the immune system. Okay. So, and that protein is, is we now know a very toxic protein called the spike protein,
1: right? And
2: and it causes inflammation and it causes a lot of problems. And our paper was looking at what are the problems that it causes and to what degree. And so uh, I, I I mentioned in the previous installment, you know, four times more uh, serious adverse events uh, were caused cardiac adverse events. That was reported in the International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice, and Research. That finding, and that was from the Pfizer clinical trial, the six-month interim report from Pfizer showed a fourfold increase in serious cardiac events. These are heart-related problems like heart attacks
1: and many other problems. So this is the Pfizer study. The Pfizer study actually showed that. People are going to be blown away when you see the VAERS study, but Pfizer actually showed that.
2: Yeah, the Pfizer study showed that. And the and the reason that the, we're looking at the Pfizer study and not the Moderna study is that the Pfizer, that, that graph there is showing the, the various problems with the study. It's a very complicated graph, and I recommend that people see the paper in order to understand it because it would take too long to explain. But the Pfizer study was a six month study eventually. It it stopped the placebo portion at two months and then it continued. The Moderna study ended prematurely and they never continued it. So the Moderna study had no valid information and we found out that the information was largely corrupted in the Moderna study. But this is really important. If you have any scientific inclination at all to understand that the Pfizer trial According to uh, Joseph Freeman, who's a wonderful physician, and his group of researchers, uh, actually, they looked at both the Pfizer and the Moderna trials, I'm sorry, and they did what's called a reanalysis of those data. What they showed was in the Pfizer trial, which again, I think much more reliable data, they found a significant, statistically significant 36% increase in serious adverse events things like stroke, uh, heart attack, deaths, uh, brain hemorrhage, uh, uh, you know, pulmonary uh, all kinds of clotting issues, uh, the arrhythmias that so many young people have developed when they're running and suddenly they, their heart is is acting in a strange way and and many times that can lead to death as well. But they found a 36 percent higher risk of those serious adverse events in the vaccine group compared to the placebo group, okay? They also found, uh, a fourfold increase of serious, uh, what they called serious adverse events of special interest. These are things that you would be looking for that would, were predicted to be potentially associated with the vaccines. And they found that fourfold higher uh, compared to the risk of COVID-19 hospitalization. So four times more than you would expect for COVID-19 hospitalizations. And the Moderna showed a doubling in those things compared to uh, the uh, hospitalizations for COVID. Um, and then the other thing they, they showed was there was a one out of 800 um, risk of, uh, for every dose, there were uh, one out of 800 doses, sorry, were resulting in serious adverse events, okay? And the reason that that's an important thing is that for other vaccines, it's considered fairly normal if you have one or two out of a million. But anything above that is starting to get into a danger zone. Like, for example, um, uh, back in in 1976, there was a swine flu, and the swine flu vaccine was pulled because of this neurological problem, which we see with the COVID-19 vaccines, which is paralyzing. Called the Guillain-Barré syndrome. Right. Okay, and that that was happening at a rate of um, one in a hundred thousand. Okay, one in a hundred thousand for for that. Um, then there was the rotavirus, which was happening in uh, two out of ten thousand. But this is one out of eight hundred. Okay, and those two cases that I just mentioned—the the the swine flu and the rotavirus—they were removed from the market for with those you know numbers. But we have a product that has been out since December of 2020, that in in, uh, August of 2022, Pfizer, under the threat of the federal uh, judge because of the FOIA Act, they had to release the documents they wanted sealed for 75 years. That showed uh, 1.6 million adverse events. Uh, up until uh, and that's from Pfizer's own reports, own documents. So they had that all that information. They tried to hide from the public. So even if you don't believe any of these other studies, just the fact that Pfizer was trying to hide 1.6 million adverse events from the public, and many of those adverse events were life-threatening. Uh, one third, one third of those adverse events were life-threatening. Wow. Um, and and so this is, this is really profound. I think if when you start to look, the, the reason our paper is so important is we weave together all of this essential evidence and we also help people make sense of how they were misled by the science. And, um, you know,
1: I wanted I, to hit, I wanted to hit while well, we still have time, we've got about another 10 minutes left to okay. okay. bust through some of these graphs. Uh, this graph is, the one that uh, I believe Jessica Rose contributed as far as the image there, uh, the dose versus influenza. Can you explain this as far as the bears report, which where is it? The 803% increase, which, which statistically, uh, that's, that's not, that's not an anomaly. That's, that's, that's a Titanic event as far as the difference of those.
2: Yeah, This, this is, um, this is uh, looking at autoimmune diseases. And so when you, as I said before, with vaccines, you, you know, autoimmune disease is a problem because you're, you're stimulating the immune system. So if somebody has a latent autoimmune condition or a tendency toward autoimmune disease, a vaccine can bring it out, okay? And, and if, if you're an older person, older people are especially at high risk of autoimmune disorders, okay? So, of course, who are we trying to protect? The older people, right, by getting these shots. 803% increase in autoimmune diseases uh, when you compare the flu shot to the uh, vaccines for the brief period that we had with the vaccines versus this period uh, with the flu shot. So it's, it's, it's quite striking. I was wondering if you could just go back to the previous graph for a second, because I said, yeah, that one. Uh, that's the other Cleveland Clinic uh, graph. And what this is showing is the top line is those people who are most up to date with their CDC recommended vaccine schedule. OK, the bottom line is those who are not up to date. In other words, those who have had fewer vaccines or no vaccines are the bottom line. And that line is showing clearly a significantly lower rate of COVID cases. Again, the top line, those are most up to date. So this is another way of graphically showing that was a second study with a whole different population of uh, Cleveland Clinic.
1: So not only is it dangerous, it's not doing its intended purpose whatsoever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's It's doing the
1: very opposite.
2: It's unsafe and ineffective. (laughs) And, so uh,
1: exactly the opposite of safe and effective.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And uh, these graphs know.
1: for me, somebody who's a little bit, uh, okay, not as sharp as your, you know, most common weapons of this trade. Do, can we hit any more of these graphs? Cause I know we're running low on time. Yeah. Which one did you want to hit?
2: Let's, yeah. Let's go up to another one after the 803%. Let's go up to the next one after that. Oh, oh this is just, an overview of uh, and and complements the explanation that we provide in the paper for how these shots failed, why they failed. And it has to do with the fact that the virus, the coronavirus, is constantly changing. It's constantly escaping. Oops. (laughs) It's constantly escaping the immune system. Okay, that's immune escape. So viral evolution, they're changing constantly. That's what viruses do. They, they mutate, they change. And so as they're changing, of course, if you design a vaccine for that virus, it's gonna be outdated within a couple of months, okay? That's the nature of the coronavirus. It, it changes more so than the flu virus, and flu virus is the same thing. Uh, so uh, immune escape, they escape the immune system. And what happens with that is that you, you end up generating uh, uh, variants that are more resistant and that are uh, uh, you know uh, getting out in the public, and and then we're creating new variants. So the the vaccines were generating these variants that were resistant, and then with frequent injections, you get immune dysfunction. Okay, and that's what's happening with the successive injections. The more injections you have the more immune dysfunction you have and the more autoimmune disease and cancer will result. That, that especially if you have a, a risk for those conditions. Um, so that's what that shows. Okay, let's go to the next one. Um, and this graph is very important because it's showing, this is the VAERS data that you were uh, alluding to, Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. That's what VAERS is and VAERS is taking all of the reports that are coming in about adverse events, but it's depending on the public to do that, and most people don't even know how to do it, much less that they should do it, or that the VAERS is there for them to do it. (laughs) And and that includes physicians. Physicians, uh, uh, many physicians don't know how to do it, And, and even if they do try to do it, it takes a long time to get it in there.
1: So and this, is, this 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 uh, is just a this is a picture a snapshot of just myocarditis itself, correct?
2: Yes, it's myocarditis, and Which it's is very very
1: crazy that a 15 year old it was the highest. That's right. A 15 yeah. year old boy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is really tragic. That's
1: diabolical. That's disgusting. You,
2: that's right. If you look at uh, the and and I would say the myocard myocarditis is the most misunderstood thing, because Myocarditis is very often asymptomatic. So this is a very big underestimate of what's actually going on.
1: So there, there may be more going on because it's so asymptomatic means it's, it doesn't show. It's off the radar. It's a stealth a disease. It's,
2: and, and, and the numbers clearly show this. Okay. Uh, so two things about myocarditis before we go on. One is a lot of times it's not symptomatic. So people don't know they have it. Even if they have it, it's like a very mild uh, chest pain right but then the other thing is with myocarditis The even though the media if you go and you you google it never fact check please anybody never fact check because it's all complete propaganda and disinformation it's all completely you know politifact uh, uh usa today uh, they're all completely controlled by the pharmaceutical industry and it's it's just distorting what's going on so they'll say this is a mild condition it comes and goes but the problem is the heart damage is invariably permanent okay wow. there's a permanent scar and once that scar is on the heart the person is at risk of heart failure decades later okay wow. so that even if it you know, a young person goes about their life, and let's say they do not die suddenly on the on the soccer field. Hopefully, please. Let's hope that does never happen, because it's a horrible thing, and it has happened at ten times higher rate in the past few years than it ever happened before. Ten times higher. Um that and that's based on published uh research too. Uh that Uh, myocarditis situation is a long-term risk of congestive heart failure decades down the road where people will die prematurely. So that's what that graph is showing. And we showed that adolescent teens, this is incredible, following the COVID mRNA vaccination, adolescent teens, that green group there, the green spike, they are 37 times more at risk of myocarditis if they get the vaccine than if they got infected with the virus, SARS CoV 2, okay? The coronavirus, 37 times higher risk of myocarditis. And that's based on very, very strong research data. It's not. Even that is the- very
1: damning because the comorbidities for somebody who's in their 80s, you know, somebody who already has high triglycerides or somebody who already has, you know, cardiovascular issues, we can see, you know, uh, it's really hard to differentiate what they really died of. Was it the vaccine? Was it something that they were already, you know, close to the edge with? But a 15-year-old has no reason whatsoever to have a heart attack, especially at these levels. This is probably one of the most damning pieces of evidence I've ever seen.
2: Well, yeah, but what will happen is people, now theirs is being, you know, looked at as some kind of substandard Source of data. Oh, of course. Really, and so that's the way the pharmaceutical industry is framing it. But we know that the VARES is underreported by a factor of at least 20 to 100, you know, 100 fold. So you can multiply. The percentages by a hundred easily the rates by hundred. And then that would be the
1: real number. Is there a place where we can can send people to find you any website or we're gonna we're gonna put your your any links to what's anything we can do because we've only got about thirty seconds left.
2: Okay, I would say please go to Dr. McCullough's website, Courageous Discourse, and also support Dr. McCullough on uh, Twitter on on X. Okay. I'm, I'm rebuilding my website right now, but you know, I mean, we haven't even talked about the DNA contamination issues and, 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 and some of the other issues in the sense well, we can, we,
1: Hey, I, I am absolutely, if you want to continue talking about this stuff, I will, I will go to the end with you. If you want to go one more time, I did. We have this, this is how much I care about young people. This is how to me, the 15 year olds be dying way too soon. Um, I have no problem with if if you want to go into the rest of this,
2: absolutely, absolutely, okay. let's, do it. let's do it. Um, yes.
1: Well, those of you who who, if you can, listen to part three. But if if this is where the 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 trail stops for you, please continue to take the show link. You'll see that the link to this PDF document, which is going to be not if it's going to be suppressed by this publication we're not going to mention the publication because i'm so frustrated with him but please those of you who've heard this episode go to church and state uh, our facebook page church and state see in the show link go ahead and share this and then share the pdf to those so that this won't be completely uh disappeared so with that church and state is brought to you in part by patriot church and the constitution party i'm pastor gabe and a calm does not suit me
0: Welcome to the fire The doctor that I'm recommend for all of your needs is the underground clinic doctor, Dr. Troy Spurl.
1: Because Dr. Troy is the best doctor, bar none.
0: This is the great thing about OfficialSignups.com is it's in all 50 states. You don't have to be in in Michigan or Minnesota. You can be in Hawaii, you can be in Florida, and you can find a doctor that you can trust. If you are still wearing a mask, if you have rolled up your sleeve and gotten all the jabs and all the boosters, then OfficialSignups is not for you. You want to go find one of those big pharma doctors that'll give you all the prescriptions you want and you can live a very sickly life.
1: Well, if you're looking for a a doctor for yourself or maybe even a doctor for your family or a doctor who's not gonna push vaccines on you, you wanna go to officialSynapse.com. You for sure need to mention church and state when you go to officialSynapse.com to take part in all the savings, all the great deals for you and your family. With the rise of the BRICS
0: nations, uh, you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency. The united states is not and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail my suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value
1: i might not be a gold or silver guru but i want to have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day so i would definitely recommend every one of you go to bh Dash pm.com
0: all you got to do is look around and see that the price of of everything is increasing gold and silver is on the rise it's being artificially suppressed you want to schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line and you're saying please sir can i have some more
1: stop waiting what are you waiting for four years from now prices are going to be absolutely astronomical go to bh-pm.com get a consultation now You definitely want to mention Church and State. It will get you the best prices. It will get you the best consultation advice. Use Church and State when you go to bh-pm.com.
0: MyPillow.com has got more than just pillows. You've got your slippers, your bathrobes. You have towels that actually dry you off, not the kind you buy at Walmart where it's just of a slick mess Uh, they have got some of the best products out there the sheets are uh, absolutely incredible i think it's a thousand count it's it's the best products you can buy and the pillows even have silencer technology in it and so if if you need a day where you're just going to scream into your pillow don't worry your neighbors won't hear you
1: why would you want to go to bed bath beyond first of all they're out of business you want to go support an american-made product go to mypillow.com and then you're also supporting one of the nation's most, I would say, Jesus-filled in a company that is completely, completely built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're getting a two for one there. You know you want a good night's sleep for years. You, you're, you're, you're tossing, you're turning. Just go now. Go to mypillow.com. Use promo code Church and State.
0: C-H-U-R-C-H-A-N-D-S-T-A-T-E. That's church and state.
1: You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you, if you can grow a meat in a lab, if, if you want to go ahead and have Soylent Green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried, that's been, been processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com.
0: Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows. They hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues, and uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead
1: hands. If you want a meat that's going to last freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want.
0: I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code CHURCHANDSTEAK. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal, and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14.2. This was sacred to God. Now we to this is exactly why I need
1: some
2: action for my
1: people. Everybody, it's an honor to be with you.